0: What's up, world? I got a let's go in my shando cause it's Friday. This is Pastor Free with another episode of the Free and D Friday Podcast. Let's go! <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: This song is for those of you <laughs> who've been in church all your life. Yeah, boy I'm a, church boy. a church boy. I saw
0: Say, man, it's Friday, and just because you made it to the end of the work week, that doesn't mean that this week was easy, and I understand that. Somebody had to deal with kids that was on your last nerve. Somebody dealt with a little bit of sickness this week, issues on the job. Maybe even discord in your marriage. But listen, God told me to tell you, you survived with a purpose that God has kept you through the drama, through the trials, the tribulations, the frustration, the thing the devil tried to use to take you out. You survived it because God still has a purpose and a plan for your life. Listen, don't give up. Be encouraged no matter what's going on. Y'all remember that song from Back in the Gap? Listen, I want somebody to be encouraged. God kept you. He is keeping you because he's got a purpose and a plan for your life. Don't be deceived. The devil can't stand you. He wants to destroy you, but he can't do nothing to you because God is keeping you for his purpose. Listen, you know free funny, right? Check this out. This is called an act of God. The church is struck by lightning. The insurance company refuses to pay out for damages incurred as there's a specific disclaimer clause for an act of God, which amongst others, lightning is classified. The priest goes from house to house asking donations to rebuild the church. One Christian farmer protested, I'm sorry, pastor, but I can't give money to somebody who sets his own house on fire. <laughs> Listen, check this one out. Now, this one is going to be a little rougher, a little tougher. Remember, this is the podcast, not the pulpit. It's called Pushed It Back In. A man walks into work with two black eyes. His boss asked, what happened? The man said, well, I was sitting behind a big woman at church. When she stood up to sing the hymns, I noticed that her dress was caught in her behind. So I pulled it out. She turned around and punched me square in the eye. Where did you get the other shiner? The boss asked. Well, the man said, I figured she preferred it in her behind, so I pushed it back in. <laughs> oh, Man, I'm just trying to get you through this traffic, get you started on another Friday with this Free Indeed Friday podcast. So check it out. Uh, On Free Indeed Fridays, I usually play some of this free time music, music from my catalog that spans over 30 years of music, writing and production. This Free Indeed Friday, I'm about to rock this box in your ear and i'm not gonna play gospel today i'm gonna play some love music off the november 12th part two record lady kayla and i put out a couple of years ago you can find this on soundcloud or oh, of course you can get it with all other free indeed ministries products on the www.free the letter indeed com. anyway this song is called history I love this song because the writing is impeccable. One of the things that I love about music is it gives me an opportunity to make believe or to tell my real stories in an artistic way. And so Kayla and I uh, kind of went in on the writing of this song to tell our journey. This is called History.
1: the day I met you you were acting all unbothered but I knew you were feeling me yeah you were it was plain to see from campus ministry to the parking lot first kiss at the alpha plot we're written in the stars by his grace we we made it this far had our ups and downs, all of down history. Always oh, stuck around and it's just plain to say. Ooh. All that we are now, yeah. it was meant yeah. to be. Yeah. We got history. history. I still remember the video Kelly made of you singing, and the night you met my mama. You had just finished dancing. dancing A first kiss by the alpha tree
0: A ragu bottle thrown at me A female dog scratched in your door
1: I knew you weren't a rider Cause you we stayed for history. more History Ain't always been pretty But you always stay with me And I love it. you baby for that yeah. yeah, yeah All that we are yeah, History, 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 History. been better and worse, been sick and been well, Uh, uh, been heaven and hell. They say if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat. Marching one more time, yeah And just like fine wine We get better, we get better with time So stay tuned for the next episode But for now, just enjoy this show
0: Man, listen, that's just that fire right there. That's history off of November 12th, Part 2. That's a KD free collabo. Listen, that track was produced by Mike J and Deuce Monroe, so shout out to the brothers for making some dope music. Again, you can get that on SoundCloud or on our website. Family, today we got a new series alert. Uh, I finished all parts of the Priority Sermon Series. If you missed one of the parts, the, the podcast is up. You can Go back and check that out Make sure you subscribe to the podcast Whether you're watching it on Apple Music Or SoundCloud or Spotify So that you get all the notifications But I'm going to drop into a new Sermon series called I Won't Complain I was preaching through this series at the Abundant Life Church A while back and it blessed Our congregation There are still members of our church that come up to me At this moment and tell Me how blessed they were by the series And how it literally reshaped the way they think about life. And so we're going to drop into this sermon series entitled I Won't Complain. This is called uh, Just Grateful. Part one is called Just Ungrateful. I'm sorry, not Just Grateful, Just Ungrateful. Uh, And we're going to deal kind of with Moses and the children of Israel as they're making their transitional journey. And hopefully these principles will be a blessing to your life. So let's drop into the sermon. Part one of I Won't Complain. Like I said, you can always like the Abundant life church page or the free indeed ministries page on facebook uh youtube live for both also so that you get notifications when we go live in worship here's the word great is the lord he is greatly to be praised i'm, I'm gonna get right to the word i'm gonna get right to the word turn with me to numbers chapter 11 numbers chapter 11 stand to your feet if you're in the room if you have to ha- at your house you can do the same thing let's recite our pre-word mantra this is my Bible the infallible Word of God I am what it says I am I can have what it says I can the promises of God are sure in my life amen numbers chapter 11 verse 1 now when the people complained In the hearing of the Lord about their misfortunes, the Lord heard it and his anger was kindled. Then the fire of the Lord burned against them and consumed some outlying parts of the camp. But the people cried out to Moses, and Moses prayed to the Lord, and the fire abated. So that place was called Teborah, because the fire of the Lord burned against them. Now the rabble among them had a strong craving, and the Israelites also wept Again, and said, if only we had meat to eat, and we remember the fish we used to eat in Egypt for nothing, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic, but now our strength is dried up, and there's nothing at all but this manna to look at. Now, the manna was like coriander seed, and its color was like the color of gum resin. Uh, The people went around and gathered it, ground it in meals or beat it in mortar, then boiled it in pots and made cakes of it. And the taste of it was like the taste of cakes baked with oil. And when the dew fell on uh, the camp in the night, the manna would fall with it. Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families, all at the entrances of their tents, and the Lord came became very angry, and Moses was displeased. So Moses said to the Lord, why have you treated your servant so badly? Why have I not found favor in your sight that you lay the burden of all this people on me? Did I not, did I conceive, excuse me, all this people? Did I give birth to them that they should say to me, carry them in your bosom as a nurse carries a suckling child to the land that you promised on oath to their ancestors? Verse 13, where am I to get meat to give all this people? For they come weeping to me and say, give us meat to eat. I'm not able to carry all this people alone, for they are too heavy for me. Verse 15, if this is the way that you are going to treat me and put me to death at once, and if I found favor in your sight, do not let me see my misery. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You got it. Listen, this is I Won't Complain, part one. I want to subtitle this sermon, Just Ungrateful. Look at somebody next to you with a look of disgust and say, Just ungrateful. Just, just ungrateful. Just. Brother Mark, if you could slide the clock from behind the light, it'll keep me in time. One of the unfortunate things that is commonplace in the human condition is complaining. Granted, we are humans and life is hard. So there will be troubles and trials that make us uncomfortable make us unhappy, cause us to be uncertain, catch us unprepared, and even leave us undone. I mean, you can sit here and be super spiritual if you want to and act like you've never been through anything that made you want to complain, but there's been quarantining of COVID-19 that if you're not careful, it'll make you complain. We've lived through a year of overt racism and makes you want to complain. Many have experienced some financial struggle and strain people laid off of their jobs in the midst of a global pandemic and a delayed Check It'll make you want to complain The death of loved ones And now Snowvit 21 All reasons to complain Interrupted electricity When your bills are paid Some of you remember when your stuff used to get Cut off but you knew you didn't pay it You couldn't really trip Because you knew you was behind on payment but, but when you didn't pay it Mark When you up on yours and they cut yours I'm talking about some rolling power uh, you're not careful You'll move to complain some have experienced busted pipes and flooded floors, all things that could prompt you, even with your big faith, to complain. The temptation is to express the humanity of our hurting hearts by complaining. Mm. However, human beings don't want to hear your complaints. Let's keep it 100 and scales I'm going to mess us up heaven don't want to hear your complaints either the Bible invites us Freddie, to cast our cares not our complaints God is not interested in you going on and on and on about everything that's wrong when He knows how to make it. All right, I wish I had some help writing through there. Listen, complaining uh, creates a culture that is not conducive to team morale. You want to see people hopeless and think we can't make it? Let them sit around and start complaining. Uh, hopeful expectations are not produced by complaints, nor is flourishing faith a byproduct of complaining. Complaining improves nothing. Type that in the comment section. You need to get that deep down in your shando. Complaining improves nothing. But complaining can destroy everything. God gave me a word because he says in this season there are way too many complaining Christians. Those of us who are supposed to be people of faith who hold up the light even in dark times are expanding the darkness by contributing to complaining with this reality in mind i believe that the late reverend paul jones penned those words i've had some good days i've had some hills to climb i've had some weary days and sleepless nights those words have never meant so much as they mean right now when you have a weary day and then a sleepless night y'all ain't talking back to me that's 24 hours of non-rest and then repeat the cycle all over again he says but when I look around and I think things over I'm talking about real evaluation all of my good days seven of you ought to declare they outweigh my bad days I'm not saying I don't have bad days and, and I'm not saying things are not difficult but what I am saying is that when I truly evaluate and calculate what I you ought to just jump up
1: and say I've got a reason to give God some glory because he's been good to me, better than I deserve, better than I've been to myself, better than I praise, better than I worship, better
0: than I give. So I won't, I won't complain. A couple of things in the text I got to give you, then I'll bid you good day. As we tiptoe into the text, we must acknowledge that God doesn't change. God doesn't change and if complaining bothered him then, then we must understand that it bothers him now. So much so that as a result of their complaints, he burns the camp. That's how mad God got at their complaining. Ah, Children of Israel are leaving Sinai, headed for the land of promise, which is Canaan. And the crazy thing about the text is that Bible scholars calculate that a trip from where they were to where God was taking them only took a couple of days. But Mark, their journey is prolonged because there are things in their congregation that need to be weeded out. I'm saying that there are some things that God plans to give you, but not until what's in you that can't abide in Canaan. Ha! Comes out of you. That God, you think you're waiting on God. God says, No, I can get you there in days, but I'm waiting on you. Because there are some things in your camp that cannot abide in Canaan. There's some complaints. There is some lying. There is some lusting. There's some freakiness. There's some perversion. There's some greed. There is some, I knew I wasn't going to get no amens through here. There's some selfishness that's in you. I can't give you Canaan with your
1: bad attitude. I, I can't give you Canaan cussing like you be cussing. I
0: Is delayed and while they are wandering in the wilderness, the Bible says they start complaining about their misfortune. Now, this is African American Heritage Month. And Bible readers know that before the wilderness, they were enslaved in Egypt. Now, how in the world God bring you out of slavery and you complain about whatever comes next? Y'all looking at me strange. Some of you are living in houses that you did not build. And you're participating in life that your parents couldn't even dream of. And you got the audacity to complain when what we have come out of is slavery and bondage and God has given us liberation and freedom yeah it doesn't always feel the way we want it to feel but how can we complain about anything when we know that our ancestors went through something that was much worse and so the first thing the text talks about is a complaining crowd if you're writing write that down he reminds us that sometimes even those who belong to God who God has delivered and set free who God has blessed with miracle manner in the wilderness uh, will fix their lips to complain uh, if you can't say amen say lord i'm sorry uh, if you know that you are guilty uh, of saying god uh, i don't want it uh, god uh, you need to do better than this uh, god uh, i'm sick and tired of being where i am uh, i'm talking about when the crowd starts complaining because the text reminds us that complaining is contagious And so a complaint in one becomes a complaining congregation. Why? Because misery loves company. So you got to stop hanging around complainers. Before that get on you, I don't want that on you. you. You wear a mask to keep from getting COVID. You ought to wear some stuff to keep from getting complaints on you. Now, listen, I don't want that in my spirit. I, I don't want to be tainted by that. I, I don't want to listen to your negativity because then I'll start looking at my life and I'll start complaining too. The Bible says the whole camp starts complaining in the hearing of God. Now, if they had sense, they complain under their breath. But can I tell you that God would hear them even then? There's not a place you can run high. God knows your texts. So don't complain over your text messages. God has access to your DM. Your husband don't, but God does. And He sees your complaining in the DM. Y'all are quiet. So there's not a place so you can file complaints with God. So they didn't complain in isolation. They all start complaining as a chorus. I can't stand that we can't sing together. We can't dance together. We can't work together. But we can complain together. Y'all quiet in here. Truth of the matter is you think you complaining on the down low. But because God hears you, God will make your complaints a matter of public. Y'all are quiet. And so sometimes folk be complaining about the church, complaining about the restaurants, complaining about the pews, complaining about the songs, and you think ain't nobody going to find out. God heard you complaining. Whatever is done in the dark comes to the light. So here it is. Complaining can't be concealed. God is very aware. And I, I can remember growing up, If I had any complaint, my mama would look at me and say, just ungrateful. You just, you just ungrateful. Now, now you don't know what ungrateful looks like until you see somebody mad about something better than what you had. I hope y'all, y'all, because sometimes the stuff you complaining about would be somebody else's joy. Well, just just un ungrateful you sitting there always complaining about this this man he 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 ain't this and he ain't that well you cried and and sexed and thought it to get him i'm gonna talk I'm gonna talk my talk, and now that you got him, you want to complain when the truth of the matter is there's somebody that if you don't want him.
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: <laughs> Take that off your hands. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about we complain and we try to keep it concealed. We're never happy with what we have. We, we are just ungrateful. And God hears it. He hears it. He hears it. If God hears our prayers and God hears our praise, surely God hears our complaints. I hope I hope I'm in your I hope I'm in your lap. I hope I'm on your toes. I hope you don't really like me right now. Uh, because you sitting here wondering, how Pastor Free know I be complaining. I don't post mine on Facebook. Yeah, but God hears. Yeah, you know, some folk, you know, you know they complain. They get on Facebook Live. I just gotta give a piece of my mind. And you condemn them, but you go and complain about the complainers. <sighs> My shoe's too tight. You bought them. You liked them so much that you was going to buy them a size too small. And you sitting here in church complaining. Want us to hurry up because you made a bad purchase. Talking about complaining. So so, so they they create a culture of complaints. And unfortunately, the contemporary church has become a culture of complainers. We complain about everything. We complain that ain't ain't no new converts. And then we complain too many sinners coming in here. We, we we complain they don't sing enough old songs, and then we complain and say when they gonna sing something new. We, we we complain cause the ushers don't have a proper uniform. Then we complain and say we don't like how rigid and traditional the church is looking. Y'all are quiet. We we we, we complain. Pastor free always hollering and yelling and sweating, and then we complain when I sit and I do it nice and reserved. Oh, I didn't feel the fire this time. I, we, we we complain about. Eric, the, y'all are quiet in here. We, we complain. I don't like the deacon's devotion. That's old time, man. If you go away for a little while, I, uh, you know, what they, what we doing? How we changing? Why, why we don't do devotion no more? Whatever it is, you find a reason to complain, and that seems to be the culture of the contemporary church. And if God didn't like it then, the skills scales, I got to assume God don't like it now. Hey, let, let me dig a little deeper. There's a complaining crowd, but then there's a crucial consequence. Because you're thinking, uh, uh, my complaints ain't hurting nobody. Well, the person your complaints hurt might be you. The Bible says God hears them. And see, that, what, what I like about God is he he don't never do the in-between. <laughs> he, he, don't, he don't fool with, you know, that light consequence. He, he sends fire. Start burning up the camp. And they thought... They would get by with their complaints. I I ain't doing, I ain't hurting nobody, but they were hurting God's feelings. And God, as a consequence, sends fire into the camp and start burning people up. Y'all are missing this. Because the truth of the matter is some of the destruction in your life is not because you're sleeping around. It is not because you've got a drug addiction. (laughs) <laughs> it's not even because you're not tithing it's because God hears your complaining and so some of the fire some of the destruction some of the pain, y'all ain't trying to hear me I I already knew this series was going to be tight but it's right God is saying that if you're complaining it prompts me to anger or uh, that it causes me to feel some kind of way because at the end of the day here it is he's angry because complainers are selfish Yeah, if you're a complainer, you ought to go on and whisper to yourself, I'm just selfish. I'm, that's, what, that's, that's what it is. Complainers are short-sighted. You're usually complaining because all you can see is right now. God has an aerial view. He knows what's ahead. He's preparing you for what is to come. And you complain about what you can see. Uh, he, he gets angry because complainers have selective amnesia. If you complain about right now, it's probably because you don't remember back then. Truth of the matter is, most of us are living better now than we've ever lived before. God has blessed us with more than we ever had. Are you going to complain about now? Selective amnesia, selfish, short-sighted, but he gets angry because complainers spoil others. There are some people that were grateful with their life till they met you. Sidney, let me mess you up. And then they looked at how blessed you were and said, if you're going to complain and you that blessed, I got a whole bunch. I know I am. Y'all, y'all just too mean to say amen. Maybe they going in on Facebook. Maybe it gets some hearts on the screen on, on the street. Here it is, because complaining not only prompts God's anger, it produces God's activity. God ain't gonna just get mad and do nothing. That's how y'all do. That's how we we do. You know, we they, they say you you making all that noise, you ain't gonna bust a grape. They remember they used to say that. Freddie, people get mad and say, if you buy something, then cross that line. And you say, nah, not today. You know, we we get mad and we don't do nothing. God don't work like that. When God feels some kind of way, he does something about it. So he sends fire into the camp because of their, their complaints. The reason that I'm spending time in this series is because I'm tired of watching your lives on fire. I'm tired of seeing you with less than God's best. I'm tired of seeing this seasonal cycle of depression. And I understand that it is a consequence of a complaining culture. And if we want to come out and live life abundantly, we've got to learn to put our complaints away. Now, now here's the part. There's grace even in this because the Bible says he sends fire that burns up the camp or the outside of the camp. So so what you need to rejoice about is that God didn't even burn up the core. He left you something to start over with. He sent fire, but he was strategic in his burning. Help me, Holy Ghost. And so here it is. Uh, God responds. He moves out of his anger. Uh, and he, 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 he gives consequences to those who are complaining. Uh, as I was thinking about this, I can remember growing up, there was a, a Marvel character named the Incredible Hulk. And some of y'all will remember he was Dr. Bruce Banner uh, until he got mad. When his his blood pressure went up to a certain point, he would start turning green and busting out of his clothes. Then he was no longer in control of his actions. Well, God is not that way. God is very calculated. God is very in control. But when we anger him, we should know that there will be consequences. The people cried out. I love this. Because at first they were complaining, then they start crying. And they start crying out to Moses. Everybody needs a Moses. Somewhere that you can place the blame for your mistakes. You heard me, didn't you, Jason? Everybody needs a Moses. Somebody where you can do what God told you not to do. And then go and blame Moses for the hell you're experiencing. And God told you this is not the woman for you to marry. And all I do is tell you what God said. But I'm Moses. So, Pastor, you just don't want me to be happy. And then everything falls apart. And you're still mad at Moses. <laughs> I knew it was going to feel just like this. Everybody like, dang, you know, it it do be like that sometimes. That that you need somebody that you can blame and it's still they going to pray for you. I can't stand being Moses because I'm supposed to take all of the complaints and all of the consequences and all of the critiques and still be the intercessor. That's what's wrong with church right now. People think they can treat Moses any kind of way because you know he going to still pray for you. Christians and got so bold, they tell me now, Pastor, I know I don't always do you right, but I know you're going to always pray for me. That's trifling. This is the part of the sermon y'all don't like, right? You're going to get all of this, all of this. That at the end of the day, because they are in trouble with God, they need somebody who's still connected to God in a way that they're not because they have wandered away from God and Moses, because he is God's man a little talk with Jesus, makes it right. He prays and God removes the fire. And crazy as it sounds, Mark, it says, they started complaining again. It got so bad they had to go to Moses and ask for Moses to talk to God on our behalf. And after God delivers them from being delivered, they start complaining. Now, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Now, I just want to know. You ain't got to, you know, who else in here is crazy besides me? Anybody else? That you know you are guilty of the same thing, expecting the same result. I mean to the point to where you think that the same person who just burned you over and over and over again, this time they're going to be different look boo if y'all done broke up seven times what make you think number eight is gonna be right seven is the number of completion let that be over that's a complete fool and 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 listen we ought to stop getting upset and blaming people for being who Complaining because complainers is who they are. God has delivered them once and they decide to complain again. Third principle here is a crazy calculation. This complaint is different. The first time they complained about misfortune. Now how you complain about misfortune when you free, when you used to be a slave, the world may never know. This time they're complaining about their menu. They said, listen, we want we meat, Moses. You, you got us out here in this wilderness. And, and what we eating is whack. Uh, I don't want you to miss this because it's a metaphor that's about to bless you. When we were in Egypt, I mean, we had, Dre, they said we were eating fish for free. Now, they were making brick with no straw, but they called it free. They were laboring under heavy taskmasters, but they called it free. They forgot how much it cost them. Because guess what? The devil will feed you if you're in his service. He needs you to be strong. He needs you to be able-bodied. And so some stuff you think that you were getting for free, it was costing you your soul. It was costing you your joy. It was costing you your family. It was costing you your peace. Come on, somebody talk back to me that every now and then Exercise what was and forget that it almost killed me. It's a crazy calculation. We we had garlic and we have onions and we had all of that stuff back in Egypt. He was also getting your head busted to the white meat back in Egypt. God then gave you a husband. He prayed a lot, he worked a good job. He don't make a lot of money, but he worked. Treat you like a queen and you always remembering Tommy, because Tommy was a baller, Tommy was a dope boy, he always had money, you always had Gucci and Prada and Louis Vuitton, but you was also bailing Tommy out, putting extra makeup on your eye, covering up what Tommy did, y'all cried. I can't stand when y'all act like this, some of us, if we'll be honest, can look back over our lives and say, God, you some old crazy stuff and I gotta be out of my mind to romanticize Egypt to want to go back to the heartache to want to go back to the disappointment huh? they cried to God to bring them out and when God brought them out now they want to go back in folks are crazy just 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 ungrateful because complainers usually have a skewed recollection you, you remember it different. Before you start complaining. That was a reason you left. That was a reason you quit. That was a reason you walked away. But what Satan does is he'll skew your thinking, your recollection about it. It wasn't that bad. It was that bad. It took you years to disengage from that. It was that bad. Matter of fact, it was worse than you remember what Satan does is he causes your recollection to be a little foggy. Ah, Here it is. Uh, Their complaints this time are not about that misfortune, but it's about that menu. And the part that makes me mad, Brittany, is that that menu was miracle food. Can I I say, I know it's children in the room, but y'all cuss worse than me. How the hell you complain about a miracle? Y'all children, go, I, I, just, I just arm them. The next time you complain, mama, mama, how the hell you complain? <laughs> and then you're going to get mad in your flesh and try to hit them in their mouth because conviction. is say, how the hell you going to complain about America? Now, if my children say it and one come up missing, you know what happened. <laughs> oh, help me, Holy Ghost. I love this now. I don't want you to miss this. Because this time when they're complaining, we get a little more detail. Verse 4 starts off by saying the rabble among them. That ain't a word you use. Rabble, we don't talk like that. King James says mixed multitude. I want you to hear the text. The Bible reminds us that when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, some people who were mixed breeds came out with them. They didn't have a covenant with the Lord, but they was kicking it with the Lord's people, so they came out. You do need to understand that everybody in the church is not here for Jesus. Some people are here because they need somebody to hang out with. They like the activities. It's cool. I let the music be turned up. Ooh, I like, you know, all of that stuff. That's why they're around. But guess what? When things get inconvenient, those who are not in Christ will expose themselves. It's a mixed multitude. There are some who belong to God, and there are some who don't. Uh, Listen, how do you know the difference? Uh, Because they will attend a banquet, but they won't come to Bible study. I'm talking about identifying the mixed multitude. I hope y'all are hearing me online. They'll show up for a concert, but ain't never coming to church school. I'm talking about those who make up this mixed multitude. They'll post gospel songs, but never listen to sermons. The mixed multitude can be identified because they want, uh, serve, they want the church to serve them, but they ain't trying to serve nobody. The mixed multitude, the mixed multitude. And the truth of the matter is you may be sitting on the road next to somebody who has learned how to talk church, but, but they're not really in the church. It's so much so that we've made church a bad name when the church is the bride of Christ. Ain't nothing wrong with being in church. And the truth of the matter is, there's not a difference between being in church and being in Christ. Some people are just in the building, but they ain't in the church. Y'all ain't talking back to me good enough. I'm talking about those who are engrafted into the kingdom of God, who make up the capital C church. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's who the Lord is coming back for. But there are folk in the mixed multitude that always want somebody to check on them. But they ain't checking on nobody. You need to come to the hospital to see me because that's what the church supposed to do. When the last time you went to the hospital to see? I'm talking about the mixed multitude. They'll show up for what they can get but never show up for what they can give. And so the mixed multitude, the fact that there is a mingling of crowds, complaints arise. That's what happens. Many times we allow people who ain't even here for Jesus to spark a culture of complaining that those of us who are actually followers of Christ grab onto and it destroys the church from the inside out. complainers usually have sedity expectations.
1: I hope y'all getting lit listen oh. <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah, so I better go on and cut that right there Because I can imagine some of y'all are already mad at you, boy Uh, But it's a really good series And I hope that you will rock with me Uh, Look forward to these pieces on each Free and Friday As I'm preaching through this series, I Won't Complain Can you imagine how much joy you'll have in your everyday existence If you just make a decision to stop complaining And to be grateful for the things that God has done in your life I promise you, you've got more to be grateful for than you have to complain about. Listen, I'm so, so excited about what the Lord is doing in this season. As a matter of fact, I got a new book that's about to come out next month called Dear Young Preacher, Dear Young Pastor. It's going to bless the nation. It's going to be a resource to those who are young in the ministry. Uh, That means in years and also those uh, who are relatively new in the ministry, uh, preaching and pastoring. And so be on the lookout for that in the month of October, but you can get all, types of free indeed ministries products at free the letter indeed ministries.com you can go there and get all of our uh, music uh, our book um, t-shirts the whole night you can get all of that stuff on our website so please ma'am please sir support the ministry you can also do that by making sure you're subscribed <laughs> subscribe almost took me out right then you are subscribed uh, to us on these platforms so that every Friday When the podcast comes out You get the notifications And you can hang out with us For just a little bit Like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter The whole nine. all of those handles Are free the letter N D Ministries Listen I'm about to give away some flowers And then we'll get out of here for the day Today, I want to give away flowers to a couple. This is the first time I've ever done this, I believe. But I want to give away some flowers, some love, some appreciation to John and Kakia Gage. Um, I don't even know if they listen to my podcast. So those who know them, let them know they pastor was talking about them today on the podcast and to go check it out. Uh, But I want to celebrate John and Kia Gage. They've been rocking with ALC from its inception almost from the very beginning. They've been faithful. They've encouraged us when we were down. They've supported financially. They've been amazing friends to the ministry and supporters of our family. They're just all around dope people. Uh, They have some small business ventures that they're doing, and I'm praying constantly that God favors and blesses them. So uh, those of you who are uh, planning events, gauge your party rentals is the way to go. Uh, I love and support These people for the investments that they have made in me as a pastor and in our family and the sacrifices they have made to serve our church. They're uh, definite and obvious leaders in our church and they lead various ministries. uh, And they're just, like I said, all around good people. It's very rare that you come in contact with just good, solid, consistent, loyal people. And so today, John and Kia Gage take these flowers from pastor free i love you all so very much there's nothing you could ever do to change that and i pray god's continued blessings and favor over your life your family your marriage your business your finances take these flowers john and keel (laughs) Y'all, it's been another Free and Deep Friday podcast. It's the re-up, you heard. Anyway, before I let you go and get back to your day, uh, let me pray for you. Uh, Again, I do hope and pray that the time that we've spent together, the content has been a blessing to your life. Let's look to the Lord. Father, it is to you we give the glory. It is to you we give the praise. Lord, you've done so much for us. We just want to take the time to bless your name. Thank you, Lord, for another podcast experience. I hope and I pray that the seeds that have been sown over the airwaves are a tremendous blessing in the lives of your people. Father, we confess we're sinners. We are broken. We've fallen short. Uh, We have missed the mark in many ways. So we throw ourselves on your mercy and we ask for your forgiveness and your cleansing Lord God in the name of Jesus I come praying a special blessing upon each and every hearer I pray for deliverance I pray for favor I pray for peace I pray for joy I pray for long suffering Lord God I pray that we exist and live under an open heaven that the that the blessings and favor of God rest upon our lives in an undeniable way Lord God I pray for marriages that they be sustained I pray for our children that they be protected and preserved and that they understand their purpose in you Lord God, I pray for government leaders. I pray, Lord, for law enforcement agents. I pray, Lord God, for those who you have given authority to impact and influence people's lives. I pray in the name of Jesus that there be peace on earth. I pray for love. I pray against division, divisiveness, oppression, hatred, racism, all of these things that are not like you. I pray, Lord, that the spirit of God would abide in the people of God and that as we raise up, as we we become more and more who you have called us to be we'll see change in the world as we shine as the light of the world in this dark and dismal world lord god i pray that men and women who are lost would come running asking what must i do to be saved i pray for pastors and spiritual leaders that we lead with integrity lord that it not be about applause and not be about dollars and cents and numbers but lord god that we uh, preach the gospel Simple, full and free to the end that lost men and women come running asking, what must I do to be safe? Lord, you've brought us to another Friday. The weekend is upon us. And my prayer, my desire is that we be what you have called us to be in these last and evil days. It's in the name of Jesus Christ, my King, my Christ, my Savior, my Lord, that I pray and ask these blessings over your people in Jesus name. Amen. And thank God. Family, it's been another free and indeed Friday podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. Listen, y'all have a blessed weekend. It's Pastor Free. I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Ah. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Forevermore. School